0: Hi, I'm Patricia Grubarek. And I'm Katina
1: Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast.
0: So Katina, you've got an article for us today. What's the topic?
1: Yes. So my article is about side hustles and
0: mm. uh, something that
1: we know a lot about. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so it's about whether or not side hustles enrich your full-time work or conflict with your full-time work. Um. And like, why? So there's a couple different reasons why it might conflict or enrich. Um, And so we're going to talk about that. And I thought that it could be helpful in this time period to talk about side hustles, because Some people may be feeling a little less financially stable. Uh, Maybe there's something going on with your, if you have a partner, like your partner's work or something like that. And so people might be thinking about engaging in more side work or even trying to shift focus if your hours have been cut or things like that from full-time work to a side hustle. So I thought this might be a good topic to talk about um, with regard to what the impact of having a side hustle is on your full-time work and your emotions and engagement and things like that.
0: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, in our society at large, before anything coronavirus-related even happened, lots of people were doing side hustles. I think it's very common, um, especially with younger generations. And I'm sure that a lot and lots of side hustles are impacted. And it's probably a couple of different ways, right? Like, yep. People um, that maybe were doing some sort of side hustle that was in person or you know like driving uber or something like that you're not doing that anymore or in the same way Mm -hmm. um so then you're kind of losing your side hustle and then i think in some cases it might even be the case that you are in a situation where maybe you've lost your current work and your full-time work and your side hustle has become even more important so i think there's a lot of interesting dynamics and changes going on with people with work in general and side hustles for sure too
1: yeah yeah so we can um, we can talk more on the details of that as well if you're a person who's like trying to put more focus on your side hustle um, because of this time period, I also think that there's some implications for not just the same model holding for like full-time work performance, but it could also be right now because a lot of people are working from home like family performance too mm-hmm. um, so they didn't look at that in this paper, but I would imagine that some of the paths would be similar. Uh, once we talk about it, you'll see why. but um, but anyway, yeah, so uh, I think it's uh, I think it's an interesting topic during this time period. and uh, we will learn more details on it for now. How are you doing with your full-time work side hustle quarantine living?
0: Uh. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm doing okay overall. Um, you know, it's just getting a little bit tedious being at home and it's kind of a weird thing where I feel like at first I was super focused on stuff because I was like well I've got nothing else to do but now it's almost like that focus on like work stuff has been too long or it's almost like I created a burnout situation for myself in some weird mm-hmm. way um, or I, I just think I just need some escape outside of the house and I don't have that ability yeah um, but Danny and I this weekend we are basically getting everything prepped up so we can have more outdoor space, more usable outdoor space on our balcony, um, which caused us to go to his parents' storage unit, which I have to tell the story because I think it's funny. Yes. Um, when we got to his family storage unit, where we we're just going to put a couple things to be able to use that outdoor space, we open it up and right inside was a tub of Clorox wipes. And then toilet paper, like it was treasure. Yeah, pandemic like <laughs> supply closet. It was so weird. I was like, "What?" So we uh we definitely took that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's like gold right now. I know it was just so funny. I was like, "What are the odds of Clorox wipes and toilet paper being in here?"
1: Yeah, that's so ra- especially because like yeah, if you have. Toilet paper, you wouldn't think that you would put it in a storage unit, right? Like, you would think you would just, like, take it to your house and use it when you run out of toilet paper.
0: (laughs) Well, what happened with it was it was toilet paper that was, like, in a camping duffel. And when they were cleaning everything, like, they've been cleaning out their storage unit over the holidays. and, um, And I guess it was just moved during that time. And, like, they found it. And then it just stayed there. It, like, was randomly left behind, you know? It wasn't mm-hmm. like, I'm going to put toilet paper in a storage unit. Like, that's a little bit much. But, right, yes. Um, And the Clark swipes were there for cleaning stuff as they were going through everything. So, like, they had are reasons that make sense. But right. it was just ridiculous to open up the door. <laughs> and it was there. And I was like, oh, my there gosh, is. what is this?
1: <laughs> it's like the Harry Potter Room of Requirement. Yeah.
0: it's producing the
1: things that you need whatever the the people love Harry Potter dorks and non-dorks
0: alike I know I'm kidding. I, I enjoy Harry Potter too, but it's just funny that you took it there.
1: <laughs> it just reminded me of it because it's like you open the door and you're like, what do people need right now? And the room is like, here it is. This is, this is what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Here are your wipes. Here's I'm like very paper. confused by the toilet paper shortage though, because still our grocery store does not have toilet paper. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm just perplexed by it. Like are the people who bought so much toilet paper continuing to purchase Like, are they just adding to their stores at the same rate that they had been? Like, at Mm. some point I felt like it would even out where, like, people bought, like, a ton of toilet paper and then they'd be like, okay, and now I don't need it anymore. And then people who, like, genuinely waited to get toilet paper, they would, like, refill it and then it would, like, even itself out. But it's, like, never doing that. I'm, like... Yeah. We didn't we didn't like run out and get toilet paper. We were just like it'll probably be fine. We'll figure it out. And you know, there's there's not an immediate need, but we are getting to the point where we do not have an abundance. Yeah. And so we're like, uh what will we do? We actually physically have not seen it.
0: Yeah. I you have to go really early in the morning is what I've heard. Um which isn't fun, but that no, might be a tip. I hate that. yeah I know but that might work but uh I think I think it's kind of like this production like situation right like how much toilet paper were they really producing they're producing a sufficient amount to keep shelves stocked but you weren't running out of toilet paper and it took probably a decent amount of time for toilet paper to be right de-stocked at a store so then they're putting in all their back stock and then they're trying to get more. And so I think it's just more of a production thing. Like nobody was making massive amounts of toilet paper. And I think what happened That's is true. people hoarded a bunch. They bought like crazy amounts because for some reason, crazy amounts of toilet paper needed during a pandemic. And then uh, <laughs> and then I think what happened is people got scared because they see that it's running low and so then they all started buying toilet paper like the people that weren't initially doing it but then That's freaked true. out because other people were doing it then they That's probably true. bought more than they needed and so then they just continue to exhaust that supply and i think that when like honestly if i went into a store right now like we have well we now have our our new toilet paper yeah. but um <laughs> it was only f- a it. little four roll pack but still um but like we have enough right now but to your point before we went to the storage unit i was like oh we're probably going to need it relatively soon right. um and so i was thinking i was like you know if i just saw it i would buy it just because i'd right. be like well it's here and i don't right, have like right, crazy right. endless supply so that's i think true. that's probably a part of it too it's like when people see it they just grab it because they just they grab it. it's not yeah. going to be there That's true. We haven't seen it
1: in our grocery store since the beginning of this, but maybe you're right because we always go in the evening to get groceries. Mm -hmm. So we probably need to go in the morning and be done with it. Who knows? Or we just need to live a toilet paper free life. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't want (laughs) to invest into the day. (laughs) I know. I saw someone tweet about that and be like, man, those people were ahead of their time. Whoever whoever has those prepare for the prepared. <laughs> but yeah, in any event, um, I agree that it's like getting a little bit um like feels a little bit longer and weirder the longer this goes on. Um, I think that uh, I've been having like a lot of virtual like hangouts with people and that's been helping a lot. And also something that I think is really funny that's coming out of it is that like Uh, So we've been doing a virtual happy hour with my college friends every Friday night, just like, and it's interesting, right? Because normally we wouldn't be able to just like send a calendar invite and like everybody's around, you know what I mean? Like it would take a million years to find a weekend where we didn't have other plans. We weren't going anywhere or whatever. And during this period of time, like nobody's doing anything. So we're all around. So it's nice because you just send the invite and everybody's like, yup, like. I don't have anything else going on. So we've been doing that for the last couple of weeks. And the interesting thing is that none of us or most of us don't live in the same place. And it's been a funny realization that like we could have at least done this sometime. Like it's a little bit different. Certainly we wouldn't be able to do it every week because like I'm saying people have other plans. But like we certainly could figure out sometimes to do it like more frequently. And mm-hmm. so it's also like kind of uh, made I think people more aware of, like, the fact that even if there's distance between you, that, like, I think it'll start a new trend of people maybe connecting more frequently virtually
0: after this is over as well. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I've noticed that same thing. Like, even friends in Southern California that are still dispersed, right? Like, friends in Orange County that are, like, a little over an hour away. And if you're in traffic, it could be way longer than that. So I think that people... Like we were like, okay, well, how can we plan to like get together, you know, at least once every month or two months, which is crazy when you think about how close that we actually live to each other, but whatever, right. everyone gets busy and there's no reason why we can't do a virtual one every once in a while. Like right, I do right. I I, we had the same realization. Like I was talking to my friends and I was like, I don't understand why we haven't done this before. Like we <laughs> yeah. should definitely do this more. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think you're right. I think a lot of people are going to be doing it a little bit more frequently because now they basically realized like wait I wasn't going to see you anyways so <laughs> yeah <laughs> why don't we just do this virtually more often
1: totally yeah like uh, on Friday I talked to my college friends and then after that I talked to my cousins and then on Saturday um, I talked to my brother and I talked to uh, my friend Steph and her husband and like so like it's just kind of funny because when we moved to DC we moved away from a lot of our friends in philly and we used to hang out with steph and adam like every other weekend i think pretty would probably be like the average that we saw them and since we've moved down here we don't see them that much um because we're always like trying to either go up from dc to stay with them or have them come stay with us and like i guess we last night we were talking and we were like we really probably could talk more <laughs> so i think like it doesn't make any sense that we can only talk when we're in person like clearly that's yeah. not the case Um, so yeah, I think one, you know, I'm trying to like focus on like what is positive about the situation and because there's not very much that's positive about it, but like at least if there are some things that come out of it, like maybe there'll be longer term impacts on people like connecting more across distance or people will appreciate being able to connect with one another in person more or they'll make more time to see friends um, or family because they realize more that like those time like not taking those time periods for granted things like that so maybe that's Mm -hmm. one one uh silver lining
0: yeah i think it's i think you're right i think it is gonna be a trend that will change things and i know that at first when we're able to go back out i think everyone's gonna just want to go back out but then when things settle back down people will be hopefully connecting across the world a little bit more effectively and more frequently because you definitely can. Like it's silly, but I'm as you were talking I was thinking like when my grandpa was still alive, I would FaceTime him relatively frequently. Mm-hmm. And I would FaceTime him in Poland, and I didn't think to FaceTime my friend in Orange County. Like Right, what? right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why? <laughs> right. No, it's 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 true. Like I think that it, it's just like an odd thing that all of us are just like, yeah, like if we haven't talked in a while, there is A way to solve this like (laughs) we can fix this issue it's okay um so yeah i do think that that's something that's been interesting and i've been hearing like a lot like a lot of my friends and other people have been saying that they've been having the same kind of like thought and also i think like anybody who generally likes canceled plans will not be as enthused about canceled plans like at least for several months after this is Mm -hmm. over uh so maybe it'll make people connect more in person too
0: I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Um, I do wonder if, like, our patience is going to go down, though, in some ways. Yeah. Like, if you haven't been driving in traffic for a long time, then all that's of a sudden true. that's going to happen again. Like, are you going to have a harder time coping yeah, with that? Yeah, in- Initially, yeah. Or will you just be like,
1: other cars, I'm going to a place. This is amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many cars and we're all going to places that are allowing us to be present within them
0: <laughs> well maybe it's a personality difference then <laughs> there'll be yeah. some people that will love it and other people that will hate it
1: that could be true that could be true um but, we will see we will see
0: um yeah yes well tell us about side hustles tell us about your article
1: Sure. Okay. So this article is called. It has like a funny title. Okay, it's it's called "Do the Hustle." (laughs) Immediately, that song
0: hit my head. I know. I just can't. I
1: couldn't. I was like, I'm gonna have to say this when I found it. So it's called "Do the Hustle." Empowerment from Side Hustles and its Effects on Full-Time Work Performance. Um, and this article is by a bunch of people. Uh, it's Sessions, Nargang, uh, Volant, Williams, and Bartels. Um, and it's in the Academy Management Journal. And it literally doesn't even have a 2020 date on it because it's in press. So, like, it just got released, like, right now. Ooh. Um so it's like brand 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 new. Cool, um, well that's always fun. Yeah, yes, it is fun. Um so basically, as I was talking about before, this is an interesting time for people like financially in terms of stability and um trying to think about uh even, you know, this may call co- this time period might cause people to think about like, well, what sort of skills um do I have that I could rely on if my internal organizational structure is no longer available to me or if my company makes like cutbacks, like what would I do even if you haven't lost a job? Like, what would I do um, in the event that something would happen to my full time work status? So I think this is a time period where a lot of people are thinking about um, starting side hustles or maybe you're feeling like you're stuck in the house and, um, you know, you've been thinking a little bit more about, you know, ideas instead of watching Netflix or whatever um, else maybe you've been thinking about business ideas, like whatever. So, um, so I think that this is an interesting, um, an interesting topic for this time period and basically what they wanted to know, because a lot of times when people think about adding a side hustle, what they think about is if they have a full-time job in particular, or if they have multiple jobs or competing demands, Wondering whether or not having a side hustle is actually going to have positive or negative effects on your um, engagement, on your feelings of empowerment, on your emotions, and how that impacts your ability to perform in other domains. Um, And so, what they were really interested in looking at is what type of side hustle you have and why you engage in the side hustle, how that impacts how you feel doing the side hustle. And then how, how you feel doing the side hustle actually impacts your ability to do other things well. Um, and that's stemming from the idea that a lot of times people think that side hustles would be like distracting or negative, um, take your time away from or your energy away from other things that you have to get done. But this article is making the case and makes the case that actually uh, empowering side hustles help you to do better in other domains.
0: Well, that. Tidbits of relief. I'm like listening. Yes. I'm like, am I gonna find out that I actually suck at my full-time job now? <laughs> no, no.
1: And I think that's part of why they wrote the article because I think a lot of employers, full-time employers, probably think that if their employee has a side hustle, they're more they're, you know, less likely to perform well. I would imagine, like a lot of people would think, like, oh, well, that's taking their attention away, that's taking their time away, that's taking their energy away. And so like that's a bad thing. I shouldn't allow them to engage in that, or I should, or like you know, you might feel as a person that has a side hustle that you don't really want to talk about it in your full time job. And so I think that they're trying to sort of, their question was, is that actually true, or is that just something
0: that people think, but it's not the case. That's awesome. Well, I think that's a re- great question. I'm glad to hear that it's not actually true. I mean, I think my uh, my relationship with my leaders and my full time job, uh. Definitely indicate support. And I think that I still am doing well in that job. And I believe, I believe actually that a lot of the things and skills I'm learning while doing worker being does apply to my in for job. So intuitively, I felt that way, but I'm glad the research is supporting it. So tell me more. Tell me more about this research. Yeah.
1: Okay. So basically, what they're interested in is the idea that. Again, while there may be some aspects to a side hustle or some like theories of just like common sense thought um, that a side hustle would make you less energetic, they kind of are making the argument that side hustles can be really empowering. And that empowerment helps you to move forward more effectively um, in other domains. And so basically what they looked at was, whether or not side hustles are actually experienced as empowering. And what they found is that side hustles are experienced as empowering if they have some elements that make them a little bit more complex. So if you are in a side hustle that um, has more like, it's more like rote and you don't find the activities very, um, exciting, you're less likely to be empowered by your side hustle. So it's not every side hustle ends up resulting in empowerment. But Mm -hmm. if you feel like your side hustle allows you to have a lot of autonomy, allows you to like see things through from beginning to end. If you feel like it teaches you something about your ability to perform as a person, like it gives you information about your capabilities. And if you feel like you're making an impact on something that you care about, um, or growing skills that you wouldn't have grown otherwise, if it has those characteristics, or at least a higher level of those characteristics compared to something where you feel like you're not really growing your skills, you don't feel like you're making an impact on something you care about, you're not really learning anything new about your ability to perform in a different domain, you don't have a lot of autonomy, you don't really understand how your piece of things fits into Um, the broader scheme of like what the industry needs or what people need, then your side hustle does not really empower you. And so then it would have more negative impacts. But the good news is that a lot of side hustles, because you're in charge, do have those do have those complexities to them. So for us, for example, with worker being like we make all the decisions, right? We Mm-hmm. Really see everything from beginning to end. We I feel like we're learning new things about our ability to perform in different domains. Like we didn't know how to do a podcast before. We didn't know how to do a blog before. Like um, even just like marketing, creating content like we're learning new stuff. Uh, we use a lot of different skills. And I feel like, you know, we feel like this is important. So for us, our side hustle,
0: I think, would score very high on this complexity piece. Definitely. Uh, As you were listing it all, I was like, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that's really cool. Um, And it makes a lot of sense. It kind of reminds me of when we talk about recovery and how uh, doing something in terms of mastery or learning a new skill after work as a time to recover, as a way to recover actually helps you um, Mm -hmm. more than you would expect. And, you know, we've talked about that a lot in different podcasts and articles and things and this feels similar like if you're doing something that's engaging you in um in a new way where you're learning and growing then there's the positive side so Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know I kind of see that overlap a little bit
1: yep yeah absolutely um yeah so so the more you feel like your side hustle actually has those characteristics which those characteristics are characteristics that like in jobs in general people like we've talked about those before. Um, on our podcast and on our blog too. So it makes sense that in a side hustle, those same things would be motivating that are motivating in our full-time job as well. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just that side hustles are more likely to have those characteristics. So um, so yeah, so if they have those characteristics, then you find it more empowering. But there's also something else. Um, you That relationship gets even stronger between me finding my job to be like, you know, have those characteristics that people find fulfilling and empowerment get even stronger if I have specific reasons for why I'm engaging in a side hustle. So specifically, if I have a strong motive to increase my income or make myself more financially viable, if I want to connect with or provide a benefit for others, or if I want some security, like I want to make sure I have something to fall back on, those three motives actually help make that even stronger. So if I'm in a if I'm in a side hustle that has good characteristics that are motivating to me, I'm more likely to be empowered, but I'm especially likely to be empowered if I'm in, if I have a strong motive to engage in the side hustle for those reasons, either to make myself more money, to provide myself some relief, like a sense of stability if something goes wrong, I I have something to fall back on or like I really love to benefit others or provide a service that I really believe in. So if you're engaging in your side hustle for any of those three reasons, that relationship gets even stronger.
0: Man. So we're winning all over the place. I know. Right. It's like, I know I I want people to get our content and we really want to, provide this service, right? This is something that we really care about in that sense. So yay, yay, yay. It looks like we're yes. good. <laughs> yes, yeah, We're being absolutely. empowered, Katina. <laughs>
1: yes, I know. Absolutely. Um, And so so that that's kind of on the front end of what makes the side hustle empowering. So that was sort of the first half of the paper is to say, okay, we kind of think that people often talk about side hustles almost like a distraction. But what we think is that it actually might make people feel better about themselves and Mm -hmm. under what circumstances would it do that? So those are the circumstances you're engaging in them for these, like you have a strong motivation to engage in them for one of those reasons. And the side hustle actually provides some like motivating context. Um, And then once you're empowered by the side hustle Now, the second half of the paper comes in and talks about, okay, well, how does that impact your ability to perform in other domains? So here they used all people who also have a full-time job. But as I mentioned earlier, I think that there's – I wouldn't think that there's any reason to believe that this would vary in other forms of performance, like your ability to perform as a family member or your ability to perform – in other side hustle domains. Like maybe you have multiple side hustles, right? Like I don't think it needs to be that you have a full-time job in a side hustle, but basically what they're looking at is does this actually distract you from other things or does it make those your performance in other areas better? Um. So basically what they were interested in was looking at how this empowerment trickles through to other things. Mm-hmm. So what they found was that if you felt empowered, at the end of the day, um, you feel empowered by your side hustle and you report that, you know, this side hustle really made me feel um, uh, like I could take on additional things, like this side hustle really made me feel, um, you know, strengthened in um, in my uh, abilities. If at the end of the day you felt that way, then the following morning uh, you were more likely... To feel engaged uh, or I'm sorry, let me take that back. If you were if you felt empowered in the evening, you also reported feeling more engaged in your side hustle that day. So the empowerment actually leads for you to be more engaged. So I feel Mm -hmm. empowered. I feel ready to take things on. So I feel more engaged in my actual side hustle. What ends up happening is then the next day I have more positive affect while I'm on the job in my full time work. So I feel more positively while I'm doing my job because I was more engaged and, and had that experience of engagement in my side hustle. And through my feelings of positivity that I'm like approaching my full-time job with the next day, I actually end up performing better in that full-time job. Um, and that wow. work performance was rated by a coworker in their full-time job. So it's not like they're reporting their own performance. Their coworkers are actually saying that they perform better on days when the night before they felt really empowered and engaged by their side hustle.
0: That's so cool. So basically, if I um, work on, I mean, Monday nights is a great example. We often record on Monday nights. Mm -hmm. So Monday night, we record an episode. I'm feeling good about the episode. I'm engaged. I feel empowered. Here, I'm doing something cool that I really like. Then on Tuesday, I go to work. I'm feeling better. I'm doing my job. And you ask my coworkers, and they're like, yeah, Patricia's doing a really good job today. Exactly. That's exactly awesome. it. Um, there is
1: one downside, but um, that positive affect that you experience actually sort of counterbalances it and ends up having a stronger impact. So the the downside that they looked at was through more like a cognitive pathway. So that's like a, an emotions pathway, right? Like I, I was really engaged. I enter my next workday feeling really happy and I perform better. The only drawback to a side hustle that the paper showed is that if you were really engaged the night before, you were more likely to um, uh, report the next day going into your full-time job with what they're calling attention residue, which is basically like, I'm still thinking about some of the stuff that I was doing in my side hustle. and, And it's sort of like popping into my head while I'm doing my work. So if I continue to have that attention residue, It does have a negative impact on my performance. So the extent to which you can be distracted by thinking about your side hustle. So like if you're really engaged in your side hustle, you're more likely to like it. So you're more likely to think about it more, right? So there is some evidence that it sort of distracts your attention. But when they looked at both of those paths together, the positive emotions and the attention residue, the strength of the positive emotions was strong enough that the net of the two together still had a positive impact on performance. In other words, the positive impact of the emotions was so strong that it sort of drowned out the negative attention residue. So if you combine the two together, your performance is still going up at the end of Mm -hmm. the day based on the side hustle.
0: Okay, so then it seems like if I am thinking about my side hustle all throughout the day, as long as I still have that positivity, which is a result of that side hustle anyways I'm good so almost like if I if it's me and I'm going to work then maybe one thing to think about is trying to put aside thoughts of my side hustle while I'm working and that could continue to make me even better in my full-time job but no matter what I'm still performing well like I'm still doing better with a side hustle than if I had no empowering side hustle yes Exactly, but I could do even better if I was able to just like be mindful and let those thoughts about my side hustle move to the side until later.
1: Exactly. So the people that were in the study obviously didn't know what the study was about and didn't have any like tools to try to help them do that. They were just looking at how these things like naturally occurred over the course of the de- of the time of the study. But mm-hmm. if they knew now going back before they participated in the study There's a possibility that they could do like an intervention or something like that, which is what like some of the future research directions, like, um, is there a way to teach people that have side hustles better ways of setting boundaries? Or um, are there ways that you could say, okay, you know, I'm not going to stop, let's say, uh, working on my side hustle in the middle of a task. Maybe I stop when I finish the task before that one and be able to like kind of close the book and pick up. Next time, as opposed to keeping things like more open ended and my brain still worrying about something I haven't taken care of yet. Mm -hmm. So there are some strategies that people might be able to put in place now that we know that this is true, that could help them to sort of create some of that mental
0: space between their full time job and their side hustle. That makes sense. But the good news is that you having a side hustle right now that actually helps your performance at work. And Mm -hmm. now there's just potential tweaks and things that you can do to make it even better.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, There's one more thing that was sort of interesting in the paper just to bring up, not to make it overly complicated, but something that I thought was interesting. If you generally get in a bad mood from your full-time job, Mm -hmm. the relationship between finding your side hustle empowering and being engaged in your side hustle gets even stronger. So if I really don't really like what I'm doing full-time, but I like my side hustle, I feel I get even more engaged with that side hustle than if I liked my full-time job. So I'm not recommending that people find full-time jobs they don't like. But if you, if one of the reasons you're engaging in a side hustle is because there are aspects of your full-time work that you feel are not being fulfilled or there's something about it that you you don't really particularly enjoy and your side hustle is what you enjoy more, that's actually that spillover effect doesn't work the same way from full-time to side hustle. So in other words, like your side hustle makes you happy. It makes you happier on, on the job. You might think, oh, but if I'm sad on my job, that'll make me more sad in my side hustle. Actually, that's the opposite. If you're more sad on your job, generally your happiness with your side hustle goes up.
0: Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's basically what I'm hearing is If you are doing a side hustle because you're trying to shift careers or do something different and you don't like your job or you've got a toxic work environment and as you're trying to figure that out, you are doing the side hustle, you're still going to be happy in your side hustle. And your performance in your full-time job is still going to be good, right? Yeah. It's kind of like this loop that even though there's this bad thing that's happening, it's not infiltrating that loop and you're still Mm -hmm. having positive outcomes from having a side hustle.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you're able to maintain better performance even when in the absence of a side hustle your performance would probably go down because you don't feel great about your job because your side hustle is producing positive affect that's allowing you to like go into your next work day feeling better
0: that makes sense so it's basically like your side hustle is a mood lifter yep. and that result of lifting your mood can impact the way you interact and perform at work even if you don't generally like what you're doing at work
1: yeah that's correct
0: cool that's kind of cool
1: Yeah, I liked this study. I thought it was fun. Um, And the uh, do the hustle just (laughs) really, really sucked me in to looking into it more.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, that that song's going to be stuck in my head all day. But um, (laughs) as people with side hustles, I think it's kind of – it's extra fun for us. I think it's just very relevant to our own situations. So that makes me really happy. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think if you're going to start something – If you're thinking about starting something, you're in the midst of starting something, thinking about why you're starting it to make sure that, you know, you are really motivated to start it, either because you need additional financial security, you want a sense of security in general. Like, I think those are probably big motivators right now for people to be starting side hustles so that this is, like, timely. Or you just Mm want to bring people together. Like I'm also seeing a lot of people starting side hustles that have to do with like social impact right now. Um, So if you're going into it with those intentions, that seems to make things better. But also, as you're setting up what you're going to do or thinking about what you're going to do, and if you have multiple options of avenues you could go down, trying to think about things that allow you to feel like you're improving on skills, that you're able to really see the impact of what you're doing, like all of those significance uh, things that we talked about if you can be more thoughtful about putting those in place from the start and like thinking about your motives from the beginning, you'll be more likely to set yourself up for a side hustle that you find empowering down the line, which is the ultimate key to unlocking the positive benefits on your full-time work or your performance in other domains.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that article. I really, really like it. And I think you're right. Like thinking about your side hustle if you have one or if you're going to be starting one very mindfully and thinking about this article and what we've talked about here is going to help you in the long run to both be happier and then also perform better in your full-time job or whatever other area that you have to perform um so that you can continue to thrive in multiple ways and I think you know in this environment it's okay to try to start something new take what you're learning in this environment or the connections you want to make um, or the maybe it's just the skills or the knowledge that you want to share with people as everyone's kind of adjusting to our new world right now Uh, I think that this study basically shows that it's going to be good for you to do that so go for it
1: yeah absolutely thanks so much for um, listening and enjoying this piece and go us go up go go start a side hustle
0: yeah. <laughs> Take our <laughs> example, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we'd love to hear from you, hear your stories about side hustles and what you've experienced um, or how things are going right now with coronavirus. We would be happy to chat and talk to you and hear your stories. You can reach us at contactworkerbeing.com. You can email us at workerbeing.com and you can find us on social media at workerbeing on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. The Worker Being podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabar and Katina Sawyer and produced by Allie Johnson.